Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire Staking Service Podcast, episode 151. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo and Ryan with Act for America. Ryan, we're very excited to have you on. We tried to have you on last week and everything kind of got a little messed up. That was our fault, but we are glad that you were able to make it this week. And just a reminder to everybody out there to visit our website at EmpireStakeAndServeNetwork.com. There you can find all of our articles, videos, and links to our shows. Not to mention our amazing Snowflake Melting merch, the profits of which help us fight insane leftist oppressors that are taking over in New York, that have taken over in New York, and are trying to take over the rest of the country. But before we do this, Ryan, why don't you give people a little bit of background on yourself and why you chose to get into the political arena? Absolutely. Um, I was born in Philadelphia, lived in Philadelphia for a long, long time, uh, live in South Jersey now. And my, uh, you know, after 9-11, that was a wake-up call to a lot of people. Um, I was only 21, so really didn't have a clue about a lot of uh, things. Everyone, you know, I was growing up, Bill Clinton seemed like the cool guy. You know what I mean? No one had any clue about what the heck was going on with, you know, with him and, and Hildebeest. Um, my dad got involved. He was one of the first people involved with the Tea Party. And he was also one of the first people involved with the counter-jihad movement. So, you know, when that first came out, it was, you know, a very raw, powerful message. A lot of people didn't know how to, you know, fine-tune it and refine it. Um, you know, over the years, that movement's become come a long, long way. Uh, he did a lot of, um, and I eventually got involved with a lot of the things that he was doing, but he was one of the first people to bring over Coptic Christians from Egypt and Pakistan and all over the Middle East and bring them to America to escape persecution. Um, from there, I met a lot of interesting people and slowly, you know, my eyes started to become awakened, you know, to, you know, unfortunately the issue that we do have with a lot of the Islamic population. And once Obama came into office, the divide, you know, the, the clear divide. Now, I'm not saying Bush Jr. was great because he wasn't, but it wasn't like this whole racial thing being crammed down our throats. You know what I mean? And he, you know, the Ikhwan, dude, that's the Muslim Brotherhood. That component and with, you know, Black Lives Matter now being linked to care and now being linked with Marxists and with all that being tied together, um, you know, everything that was going on during the Obama administration really solidified, you know, me to wanting to actually have a voice. Um, unfortunately, my profession, um, you know, dealing with real estate and stuff like that and uh, doing consulting work, kind of have to be careful. You know what I mean? Um, one crazy example was uh, for a title insurance deal, uh, a lady, a Muslim lady was getting divorced by her husband. And I'm like, all right, well, Pennsylvania, you know, spousal rights state. And, you know, she's entitled to certain things. And they're like, oh, no, 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 she's not. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about here? And they're like, oh, no, you know, Sharia, Muslim law, and then, and then, and I was just like, well, this is America. And then, and then, and and, you know, I, I don't really remember exactly what I said, but those are my words. Well, you know, we're America. This is Pennsylvania. And by law, she has these rights. And they were trying to say, you know, well, no, you know, the Islamic law trumps her rights. And she was entitled to a lot of money, you know, and she evidently didn't get it. But I said, I'm not going to insure this transaction. I don't want to have anything to do with it. So, you know, seeing things like that and just, you know, watching what was going on. Um, you know, it really, really made me want to you know, start opening up my big mouth, which I kind of have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we started this podcast, too. We saw what was going on in New York, and we decided, you know, we needed to say something. I say a lot of things. It's a lot of times. No, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, no, I mean, it's scary. You know, you got New Jersey and Pennsylvania and New York. You know, I mean, that's the tri-state for us here. I know you guys in New York have Connecticut and whatever and New York and, uh, and New Jersey. 
Um, but, you know, it's scary to think about, you know, all the sanctuary, you know, things that are going on, cities and states. And it's creating like this whole big, you know, tri-state, even bigger than a tri-state. And it's, it's pretty freaky, man. All right, let's get into the first thing. So a big thing that you that we've been talking about on Instagram is the power of social media. So with everything going on recently with Project Veritas, with them proving that what I've been saying for a long time, that conservatives are being censored on social media. Um, we've seen the power of social media in the last few years. We've seen it lead to the rise of the alt-right, but also the alt-left. Now, the biggest problem that we have is that social media is creating this kind of echo chamber. Of you see what you want to see and you hear what you want to hear. And for the left, it's a lot easier. Listen, if we were a far left page, we could just post whatever we wanted and it would be pushed to every single person in the world and they would all get to see our show. Instead, we have to fight tooth and nail to get the views that we get, to get the followers that we get. And we're thankful for all of them. But this is something that is very serious and it's leading to a further divide in the country. It's leading to more people like that douchebag Nick Fuentes and to people on the old left. But it's also leading people, like you have showed me, Ryan, is people just not caring if they're aligned with people who are part of the alt-right. And a big thing that I have done is I've gone to people on the left who I know and go, listen, I'm ready to disavow every single person on the alt-right. Anyone calling for any type of white supremacy, any type of anti-Semitism, any type of extreme violence or any of those things, I'm willing to disavow them right now. Are you willing to disavow everyone on the far left? Are you willing to disavow Antifa? Are you willing to disavow BLM, which is a Marxist organization? Are you willing to disavow all these people who are shooting cops in the street? And they, they, they won't do it. So this is something that's very serious, is that if we align ourselves, people who are normal, I'm just going to say normal people, people who are moderate conservatives or just regular conservatives or just you know right of left, but left of the old right, if we're willing to align with the alt-right, that's a serious issue. That makes us no better than the left if they're willing to do the same with the, with the far left. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I mean, the silence, silence of actions, you know, means, I wouldn't say complicity, but in essence, that's, you know, the, that's what it leads to. Um, Brigitte, you know, Gabriel, the founder of Back from America, had a, you know, great thing when that, uh, uh, the late, some, you know, Muslim lady asked the question and, you know, she said, you know, look, all these people, every time people are silent and they don't stand up to something, you know, look what happened in communist China. Look what happened in Nazi Germany. Look what happened to Cameron Rouge and Pol Pot. You know, and it was the youth, too. You know, they're the youth is the one that drives all the movements. Um, it's it's a re I mean, to me, you know, to be a centrist, I think, is a very important thing. Any, you know, extreme, even though I can get a little extreme on a couple of topics, um, you know, I try not to be. And to try and be a centrist to at least get, you know, both sides and analyze, you know, and try and be fair. I mean, our founding fathers, you know, were, were you know, the classic liberal, if you want to say. But um, The 5,000 Year Leap is a great book, and it shows how they are, are really centrist. You know, when you really dive into it and look at it, they were centrist. You know, they, they saw, you know, kind of both sides. You know, we don't want to be, you know, the crown. We don't want to be tyrants. But then again, we can't have total anarchy. So they met somewhere in the middle. Now, you know, people have to be responsible with your freedoms. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's the, that's the fine line that everyone has to, you know, has to dance. And it's, you know, it's a sticky wicket. It's, it's, a, it's difficult, but, you know, to try and have that, you know, that centrist mentality, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Um, you know, we don't, the alt-right, you know, it's, it, the left is the issue. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like saying, you know, oh, like, you know, oh, it's always conservatives and then, and this. it's not. We're, the, the minority of us are the problem. The majority of the left is the problem. However, 
the only way for real change in any group is to actually, you know, kind of go against that status quo a little bit and point out the things that a lot of people don't like to acknowledge and don't like to talk about. Um, you know, for eight years, I've been, you know, on basically just Instagram, but, I, you know, I've seen it, you know, upkick, you know, tick up and tick up. And it, it is a lot of people, I, I hear this all the time. Oh, well, just because this guy says that, you know, Jews like you need to be dealt with doesn't mean that I can't be friends with them. And I'm just like, well, he's an alt-right white nationalist. Um, you know, people say, and it, I don't like to hammer that thing, you know, all about, you know, Zionists and Jews and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I, I'm Jewish and unfortunately I don't want to get stuck in the middle of the next race war, which it looks like that's where we're headed. Um, it's, it's become problematic. Now, you know, Ryan Morrow of Clarion Project, I met him a couple of times. And when I first met him, he said, you know, that this is going to be something that's going to, it's going to be the Black Lives Matter and it's going to be the Nation of Islam and Farrakhan that's really going to start kicking off the next race war. And it's going to be a lot of it's going to start happening on social media. And since then, you know, everything that's been going on with social media has just absolutely exploded. Um, you know, the censorship that we face is just it's it's absolutely mind boggling. It's it's not fair. And it's it's you know, I don't know how it's legal. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess the whole, you know, private privatization of companies. I get that. But at the same time, you know, I don't know why, how they're not violating antitrust laws to a certain degree. Um, the alt right, you know, they're they're smart, man. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to get into conspiracy theories, but, you know, a lot of Nazis escaped Nazi Germany through the rat lines, a couple, you know, sadly, some churches helped them. A lot of them fled to South America, uh, you know, Operation Paperclip. We, you know, invited them over here, you know, all the combat communism. Um, it's, it, it's a very small percentage of conservatives at the same time, the power of social media, man, it doesn't take 50 million people to start, you know, to, I will not say brainwash, but, you know, echo chamber, dude, you know, it's, 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 you don't want to hear the other side. And it's just, you know, it's this, it's this, it's this, and it's vagueness. A lot of the times that the things that they're saying, it's, you know, all these kind of questions, it doesn't really have many facts. And, you know, if you, you start like, you know, quote unquote, diving into the rabbit hole and looking, it ends up, you know, becoming, you know, you're, you're coming to your own conclusions and these, you know, self-righteous or the self-gratification, you know, searches and stuff like that, you type in anything, they're going to drive you to find, you know, quote unquote information that will answer your question. But, you know, with everything that's fake nowadays, you really don't know what. And it, again, it doesn't take a lot of people to really, you know, hammer that nail, you know, down. Um, when uh, the Clarion Project they had this guy Jeff Shop on, and he was the former head of the white nationalist movement in America, the head guy, and he said, "So this isn't me, you know. I don't, I don't care. It's what the head former guy said. They're going to be doing stuff to act like they're conservatives, and they're going to be doing stuff to act like they're Antifa because they want a civil war. They want all the stuff that's happening, and it's, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, how things are starting to happen. I mean, they're not conservatives at all. These people are the antithesis of conservatism." But at the same time, to ignore what the head of the white former, you know, head of the National Socialist Movement in America is saying that these guys are causing division. And here, no one's really standing up to anyone when they're when they're spewing their stuff on social media. And uh, this silence of actions, you know, it does mean complicity to a certain extent. And it's it's concerning because all we're seeing is, you know, this stuff happening. And God forbid conservatives pointed out, oh, my God, we're agreeing with the left. Well, you know, a great way to disarm the left's argument is to give a little bit of validity to kind of what they're saying. I mean, I, I've dealt with Antifa three times face to face. One of the ways that I got out of a pretty almost, you know, violent confrontation, other than them beating the crap out of Scott Presser's car, that was a totally different thing. But you know, to kind of calm a couple of them down, simply saying, you know, hey guys, 
you have a point. You know, there, there is somewhat of an issue with the alt-right. But if there's 50 topics and the conservatives and alt-right match on just three out of 50, it doesn't make the alt-right conservative and it doesn't make, you know, so, but you could see, you know, you could see the wheels kind of turning and you can see them being like, oh, well, I'm not going to have to argue with this guy or try and get my point across with this guy because he kind of acknowledged what I said. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's having that fine balance, kind of knowing like what to say to people. But at the same time, if you see something, you got it, you got to start calling it out because it is causing more division. I mean, but here, by not calling it out, it's almost creating more left and more Democrats. I, I don't know if you're creating them, but it's not helping the situation. You know what I mean? Right. Dave? I mean, when it comes to censorship, we've called it out before. People thought we were crazy. And what's sad is that we're trying to promote ideals that aren't necessarily too out there, yet there, there are going to be people who pick and choose what they want to see when it comes out of a right-wing social media platform or outlet. Uh, so, you know, for, for better or for worse, people will pick up on those like uh, Nick Fuentes. People will pick up on uh, Gypsy Warrior, like those types of, of individuals. And I agree with what Ryan was saying because you disagree with what, like you disagree with their overall message or you try and go against, you know, some of their points. And what are you told? You're told that, you know, you're no better than the people who you're trying to vote against or the, the ideology that you're trying to fight against. So it's really odd to see, uh, to see that. I mean, sure. I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm sorry that you got, banned for saying stupid stuff and I, I guess you tried to be a little bit edgy but you know that what, what is your what is your real point here besides trying to troll uh so i mean i personally had seen uh i i had seen nick Fuentes when i went to a uh, when i went to cpac actually this year and it warmed my heart uh that there were people of different orientations, nationalities, ethnicities, whatever have you, confronting Nick and actually talking to him and, and saying, like, you know, what you believe is wrong, just like, get out of here. And he was actually then banned from, uh, from Trump uh, Tower, uh, for Trump Hotel in uh, Washington, D.C. Now, people like him will say, oh, uh, you know, conservative ink is what is, is to blame. Yet, you're going to places, literally, trying to start problems, you're you're literally with your people trying to like bum rush Ben Shapiro when he's with his wife, trying to call people out on their religion and, you know, say that you're a sellout to a person's, uh, excuse me, to a person's uh, uh, religion just because they don't happen to be Christian. They, these people believe that if you're not Christian or Catholic or what have you, that you're not truly a conservative. These people believe that if you are not, uh, if you are marrying and uh, having children outside of your race, then you're not a conservative. And for me, unless I'm just thinking fiscal responsibility here, I don't remember any time, and I'll say this once and I'll say this again, any time that actual conservative leaders in this country uh, advocated for these types of things, advocated for these types of social social reforms. Now, we did have the Christian right, that or the Bible Belt right, that was given, I think, for, far more attention uh, than they should have gotten back when the topic of uh, same-sex marriage uh, came into question. But at the same time, like none of these, none of these issues were really, were, like you know, Republicans, uh, you know, hills to stand on. 
These were just things that we were told that Republicans believed and that we were told that they're bigots by the mainstream media outlets. So you censor the people that are actually trying to change people's minds and do work, do good work, I'd say. And in, on, the same, on the same side, you root out people who have been taken out, uh, rooted out of, of uh, social media platforms for, I'd say, a decent reason. And then you say, well, look, all Trump supporters are bad, they're horrible, they're horrible people. It's insane. I mean, I met Joey, uh, Jovi Val. Uh, he was somebody who got banned. I think he was one of the first people to get banned on all social media platforms, uh, funny enough, in Philadelphia. Uh, and he was standing outside a Turning Point USA, uh, a Turning Point USA event that I was uh, that I had attended, and with a, with a picket sign saying that, you know, uh, that America was bought out by the Jews and all this stupid rhetoric. I'm like you guys, sound like the left with your stupidity, with your hatred, with your baseless, hyperbolic, generalized comments. And he was talking about the military-industrial complex and all these crazy conspiracies. And I said, would you, sir, would make it better? Would you actually give your life for somebody else? He didn't really have an answer. So that's, I just think that a lot of these people are very misguided uh, and have a lot of internal psychological issues. Gabe, I'm really <laughs> mad at you right now because you took my entire point. So I was going to say exactly what you said. You hit it right on the head. And this is what they do. So they ban people on the right who are moderate, people who are little. Dude, I'm a constitutional conservative. I believe in upholding the Constitution, upholding the Bill of Rights. That is like my entire political platform. And what they do is they censor us and they allow people like Nick Fuentes to have huge channels. Because honestly, if YouTube really wanted to, they could just delete his channel. But they don't. Well, they, they did to, to but, an extent, but they still allow his uploads to go. Right. So what happens is he gets it and he gets, you know, listen, the fact that this person is able to have a social media following and we have to fight tooth and nail to just be seen. It's not, listen, we have plenty of followers on Facebook. We have a 12, our Facebook group is 12K strong right now. Our stuff, in order for it to reach more than 300 to 800 people, I have to work my ass off. And we are by, we are the possibly the most moderate people on Facebook who have ever existed. But this is what they do. Because they want to create the image that the right is all the right wing is all the alt right. That's what they want. They want to show people like Nick Fuentes as the conservatives, but people like BLM, people like Louis Farrakhan are welcomed with open arms by the left, and that's what they're trying to do. There, it's all about division. Because if they allowed moderates on the right, and listen, the left does whatever they want, but if they allowed moderates on the right, more people on the left would be like, you know what? Maybe we're not that different. We just have slightly different views on how we get this done. And that's the reality. The reality is between right and the left, the left thinks the government's going to get it done and the right thinks the people are going to get it done. That's the difference. But what we want and the things that we believe in really are very close to the same. I've talked to people on the left who are pro-gun. People on the left who just, you know, they want everyone to have the same freedoms, even though we have them. But they believe that the government can fix things. The government can fix schools. The government can fix inequality. And we just know that it has to be the people. If you want to fix your community, you need to get off your ass and start a business. You need to get out there and educate people in your community because if the government could do it, don't you think they would have done it already? How much money the government has? They can't go start social programs. They can't go teach people how to open businesses in minority neighborhoods. The Democrats talk about how much they love people of color. How come they're not in minority communities getting rid of liquor stores, getting rid of drug dealers, and opening up business, high-quality businesses? 
They're too busy painting Black Lives Matter on Fifth Avenue. They're too busy stealing our money. That's what they're really too busy doing. The city's broke, but they can afford how many gallons of paint to paint Black Lives Matter in the street? And But this is what they do, and it's all about the message. So you create a Marxist organization that is extremely violent, that murdered a six-year-old girl because her mother drove through an illegal barricade, people who are going up to vehicles demanding reparations with, with holding rifles, which I'm pretty sure is just armed robbery. <laughs> That's what that is. And you paint Black Lives Matter in the street because guess what? The message is right, right? Black Lives Matter. Of course Black Lives Matter. No one is disputing that. All lives matter. Jewish, white, Hispanic, all lives matter, right? But you're a racist if you say it's all lives matter. But the organization itself, its I've said it a million times, the left, they are masters at marketing. Masters. How do you stop people from going after a Marxist violent organization? You name it Black Lives Matter. Marxists only understand violence. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. They use violence to achieve their means and they will only be dispersed with violence because when you're dealing with people of this radical caliber, uh, I'm not necessarily an advocate for extreme uh, violence or ex- extremities taken on anybody. Uh, but when you are threatening people's lives, when you're threatening to destroy everything that that the Republic has built, I mean, and this is, I guess, the most collective that you'll see yet. Uh, but when you're trying to amply destroy, and you have people like Ilham Omar saying that we need to destroy you know, the, the economy that was built or the, the country how it was built up, up on, that's when you realize that you're no longer fighting uh, at the ballot box. And I said this when I spoke on NTD News. I said, we have to understand that in allowing for these things to happen, it is no longer going to be viewed as, well, I can just go vote and it'll change my community. It's not, you know, and you always, you've always had those nihilists and those postmodernists that say, well, my vote really doesn't count. It doesn't matter anyways. So now what you've done is you've given them almost literally a weapon and said, and you said, let arm yourself rise up against this invisible force. We will tell you what to do, when to bark and when to sit. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of these organizations have been infiltrated by George Soros. And it's not, it's not even a conspiracy theory anymore. Money has been given off by, by uh, subsets of George Soros's, um, of of his uh, assets. You've also have uh, Antifa, you know, giving a whole bunch of money. Uh, ironically enough, the majority of the funders for Black Lives Matter uh, are white guys, white people that are upset and, and you know, or, or trying to, they're basically getting black Americans and minorities to do their bidding. And it's a shame that people aren't really opening their eyes to this. And at the same point, I'd rather be a person of color in this country than a person of color anywhere else in the world. Because guess what? God forbid something happens to me. I know that people... Uh, just like what happened to uh, private first class uh, Vanessa, will make sure that my message or what I stood for, hopefully, you know, because I'm a Republican, we don't know, would still be heard. I mean, I, I don't like labeling, but I'm I'm gonna label right now. The there's an issue, and you're absolutely right. Seventy, eighty percent of Jews are Democrats and liberals and progressives. However, the majority of Democrats, liberals, and progressives are Christians. Now, here's the thing. I just labeled, but I'm going to say labeling is the last thing we need to do. But right now, if the Christian community doesn't wake up to what's going on and, you know, how they're going after Jesus now and that whole narrative, and they're actually starting to show up at churches now, 
if if the if the it it has nothing to do with religion nothing at all it has everything to do with what you believe in and how you identify politically and to you know to further that whole divide thing now islam's different because islam is political i mean it's it's absolutely brilliant how that's all structured but um you know the, the christian community has to start waking up and if they don't it's going there there's going to be a lot of bad things i i really fear for them because the, the black lives matter man they're they're going to be gunning for them and i don't want it to see it happen but they're going to and they're starting and it's i don't see it getting any better you know what i mean and it's just going to take some knucklehead to do one stupid thing on either side you know what i mean that could really really set this whole thing off but it's what you believe in politically it has nothing to do with someone's religion if you really wanted to follow you know, you know, Judaism and Christianity, you know, booty, whatever, Buddhist, Hindu, you know, Zoroastrian, whatever you are, pagan, I don't care, as long as you're not eating babies or whatever. Um, you know, I just don't, it, it's your political views, man. It's got nothing. If you want to really believe in like your faith and all this kind of stuff, you probably wouldn't be siding with the left because, you know, it's, tur- it's literally on Sally, it's turned into a whole Marxist thing. And they, the, the Christian community needs, and the Jewish community, they all need to wake up. But it's got nothing to do with someone's religion, man. It's got everything to do with the person's political affiliation. Right. And that's why the left goes after, they, they've been going after Israel, they've been going after Judaism. And all the, you know, these people who are voting for bigger government, I never understood why any per- Jewish person who just has any idea of what has happened in history would ever vote for big government. We don't even, we don't have to go back that, back that far before a big government came in, took our people, shipped them in boxcars to death camps and murdered them. Like why on earth would you ever give up your ability to defend yourself? Why would you ever give up your guns? Why would you ever give more power to the government? It doesn't make sense. But the, what the left has become now is they've become Marxist. That's what's being pushed. And the people who aren't Marxist on the left are the people who don't really know what's going on. Like, I talk to people who I know who are Democrats, and I'm like, how can you be a Democrat? And they're like, well, you know, I want this, this, and this. I'm like, you do realize that all exists already, and that's not the platform anymore. The platform now is socialism. It's communism. It's literally government control. It's you do what I want, or I'm going to ruin your life. And again, that's the power of social media, because what does it take? It takes one person to find your social media page where you have your job listed, and then 10,000 BLM protesters call your job and call you a racist and demand for you to be fired. It's that easy for them. And that's the power that social media really has is that your life can be ruined because of one thing that you say that could be innocuous. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, you know, and that, this is like, a, you know, uh, whatever. But I mean, look, if, you know, nowadays a lot, I'm not going to say everyone's uneducated, but there are a lot of people that aren't. And everyone nowadays, the stats are, was it Generation Z gets their news, all their news from Instagram. And most people will get their information. Not man. Uh, most people will get their information from some sort of social media, whatever platform it is. So, you know, when you're looking up to reputable people, you know, the conservatives have a great opportunity to combat this stuff. And again, it's, it's some of the things I just don't understand why. One example, I tried to do a Holocaust Remembrance Day challenge. I tagged tons of big pages for like a week and a half. Only one, Kaya Jones. She was the only one that posted something about the Holocaust. Now, what better way to combat the socialists that we're supposed to be against, the Nazis that we're supposed to be, and we are against. But, you know, if you're not acknowledging some of these things and, you know, and, and, you know, Jews could easily acknowledge some, some things, you know, like Israel, 
with the whole Armenian genocide. You know, the government hasn't officially done it, but a lot of Israelis do acknowledge it. You know what I mean? So the power of social media, just a couple of posts like that. And all of a sudden, you know, all right, you know, some people become, you know, more aware of it. So if say someone has 200,000 followers or 300,000 followers, even just a hundred thousand followers and you're, you know, you dabble in some weird stuff and you're following a couple of people and you know, you're liking some weird stuff and whatever people notice that, you know, they look like, Oh, so-and-so is following this person. They're interacting with this person. If 1% of a following base of a hundred thousand or 200,000 people start, you know, Oh, and they start buying into that and get washed into it. You know, that becomes an issue. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize, you know, some people are just doing this just to keep tabs on people. But if you really want to understand the power of it, open up a burner account. You know what I mean? Have that separate account. You can keep tabs on the, you know, the bad guys or the people that you don't believe in or the people that you want to, you know, get an idea of what they're thinking about. But I think a lot of people are unintentionally guiding people to the opposite message that we want just because, you know, people just do it for likes and just do it for followers and just do it to, you know, so-and-so, you know, be popular or whatever, just be liked. And in time, it adds up. I mean, I noticed this eight years ago, seven years ago, I noticed, I saw this thing and it's not one of the main contributing factors, but it's definitely a contributing factor to where we are. And the same thing, you know, can go for, you know, can be said for the left too. Gabe? I don't know. It's just, also difficult to just kind of something not necessarily difficult but it's astounding how when you look at the grand scheme of things how people use you know social media to connect in and what ryan is saying 100 percent correct if you get a certain you have to pay attention to who your followers are following who you follow yourself uh because some of these some of these people uh, especially uh, on the right um and it was interesting because brandon strock said you know we should we should welcome the, the alt-right to speak only so that we can say that as conservatives, this is where we draw the line. Uh, and I, I think that he was, he was correct in saying that. And I think that more people need to stand up for that. Uh, I, more people need to understand that, yeah, sure. It's great to, you know, post these uh, triggering leftist memes or, you know, sell your American flags made in China. But at the same time, we're supposed to be here and un- and understand that we're the one we're completely separate from what the left is trying to do. And to your point, Ryan, of, of taking down you know the churches and and from the Christian side of things, I mean, I never would have thought that so many uh, that so many people would turn against uh, religion so quickly. That BLM would turn against religion so quickly because a white guy told them to do so. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, Sean King is a lying piece of crap that buzzes his hair short. He keeps his mustache short so that his, his uh, real genes don't come through. He <laughs> lies to his followers saying that, well, you know, the man on my birth certificate, it says he's white, but, you know, that's not true. You look at your hair, at his hair, it's all curly. It's all wavy. Yeah, my dad wasn't thinking, white either. I mean, it's... <laughs> right, but... Sean King's ridiculous. Yeah, sure. No, Sean King is extremely ridiculous. When those uh, people were defending their house, uh, well, where was it? That the, the Kenan, uh, Karen, uh, mm-hmm. the cul-de-sac commandos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he, when Sean King got a hold of those pictures, he said, "I've seen those eyes before." You know, it was the eyes of slavery. It was the eyes. I was like, first of all, you were alive for that long. <laughs> secondly, secondly, you're not black. You're not like you, 
are you you're literally lying to a whole group of people making black people do your bidding because you're not a man enough to go down there yourself and try and make a change you'll send people against the wall uh to spread your ideologies and if you look at what black lives matter does uh and what their messaging is is they're there to destroy the nuclear family it says it on their page to destroy the economy and we the collective as a community will raise our children together that doesn't mean that you and your best friend are going to try and raise your kid it means that when they have their power enacted and instated when their status government is enacted they will the state will then take care of your child the state will tell you what to do with your child you no longer have that choice and they're moving against christians they're they're trying to actively take away people's religion that's we've seen this stuff happen before it happened in communist russia and the soviet union you weren't allowed to have you know the uh, the any sort of orthodox uh, christianity beliefs any sort of beliefs whatsoever your pictures of jesus christ or whatever religious uh, uh, idol that that you, you know you had in your home was replaced with a picture of joseph stalin this happens so many times and it's funny and the reason why i even brought up the the alt uh, the alt right as where we draw lines in the sand is because their tactics and how aggressive they are are the, are almost the same tactics that we're seeing on the left and that's what needs to be stopped what you said something is very interesting is the uh, the a family you realize that the you know the black lives matter not all the women that were founders of it but i know a couple of them are lesbians i don't hey man I don't care just don't you know don't cross the line we can joke and laugh about stuff you know there's 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 fun and then there's like all right well you know put the brakes on you know chill out but I got no problem with 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 gays or, or lesbians whatever man but it's interesting cuz they're destroying the whole you know nuclear family they're trying to 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 just break or uh, you know what I'm trying to say they're trying to break up the whole you know common family thing now you know I don't I don't really want to get into all that cuz that's like going down a whole another path and you know i'm not trying to insult someone's religion again me quite frankly as long as you don't hurt someone as long as you're a good person it's about what's in your heart you know what i mean and you know if gay people want to get married you know and you don't like it and you know what 10th amendment you know whatever if a state wants to ban it you know be idiots and ignorant like that if you ask me that's fine but what they're doing and the way that they're they're literally being used and they're allowing themselves to be used to get out their message it's 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 scary because they're doing it from many platforms one they're you know they're they're coming at from that religious standpoint you know of oh well you know conservatives you know you guys don't really like gay people or you don't you know you're against us being married and all this kind of stuff and you know there are there are some people that believe that and feel that way and they can feel that way um you know and at the same time how are they trying to achieve that they're achieving it through marxism and they're achieving it through violence and that's what they believe to be done and how to achieve it and the scariest thing i want to say the scariest thing but it's the sad once the marxists are done with them and once that islamic side is done with them they're just going to chew them up and spit them out like toilet paper man they're just going to flush them away and you know their their whole cause is going to be really for nothing really for nothing and then you're going to have the marxists and the jihadists you know battling it out for you know for whatever it is that they want to and it's it's just crazy when you look at like the root of marxism and the bolshevik revolution i have a question i like to ask everyone would you revolt it's a simple yes or no question a little bit of a sales tactic ask yes or no but um yes or no if your voting rights were taken away your property taken voting rights were taken away with something called the zemstavo act so first let's take away the jews voting rights 
Take away their property thereafter. Women raped, children murdered, people murdered, property taken, wealth taken. You can't get an education and you're forced to live in certain areas. Would you revolt? If you say no, you're a coward. That's just, that's just how I feel. Most people would revolt. Now, people have a limited historical timeline. A lot of people don't want to dig and actually you know, look into, okay, well, that's what happened. Now, Zarnikos II, he was a bastard to non-Jews. He was a bastard to all of his people. That's why the majority of the proletariat weren't Jews. They were the Russian Orthodox. So while that was going on, voting rights being taken away and everything, the ruling class did nothing, and the Russian Orthodox Church did nothing other than stoke the fire. And the moral of the story is don't oppress your people. That's the moral of the story. Don't oppress your people because the people will revolt. And it's, it's absolutely insane that you think about things today. You know, yeah, you could say we're being oppressed, but we still do have a decent amount of freedoms. We're still the best country out there. But you literally have people, you know, using, using a revolution, you know, back in the day, that's just a proven failure just to murder. And it ended up, you know, murdering millions and millions and millions and millions of people. But it's, it's, it's a very important thing for people to understand how that revolution started. And it's something, you know, that the alt-right uses all the time, you know, and it's, a, it's, it's something that a lot of left people, you know, like to use all the time. And if you don't know why something happened, it's really, really easy just to be like, oh, you know, yeah, it was a Jewish revolution and Jews wanted to go kill a bunch of Christians. You know, and again, don't oppress your people. And that's, that's crazy. Now, the funny thing is they took away the Jews voting rights. And what are we doing today? We're giving voting rights to illegals. You know what I mean? So it's like the, it's like a weird, like, I don't know, parallel, like universe or something. Uh, take away the voting rights. And look what we're doing today. Giving voting rights to criminals where we want to and giving illegal aliens, you know, voting rights, man. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's beyond me. No, it, but it's really ridiculous. And Gabe, you said it before that they want the government to raise your children. The government hasn't done anything right except for deregulation since probably the last 130 years. All right. It's real like the the war on poverty, complete failure. War on drugs, complete failure. Everything they've done for the black community since the great, you know, the great society has been a complete failure. The African American community has done worse since 1960 than it did during Jim Crow South. You had. It, it's it's really ridiculous the fact that once the government gets involved they ruin almost everything and like i'm talking like 99 percent, not just like oh yeah if you have more than half no the government ruins almost everything that they touch yet let's vote for more government oh america is oppressive we're oppressing people of color but you know what we need more government <laughs> it, it it's so it, it's the same reason the whole communism right communism is good on paper but it never works. No, you know, it's actually not good on paper. It's actually extremely immoral on paper to have certain people work and take everything from them and then tell them what they're allowed to have. It's not good on paper. It's bad all around. When you have a system designed by someone who never had a job, never did anything with life except for write a horrible book and implement a system that has led to the deaths of hundreds of millions of people across the world. Communism is not good on paper. Communism is not good on toilet paper, okay? The whole system is garbage. But it really, it, it's unbelievable that they will still push it. The government's oppressive. What do we need? More government. It, it doesn't make any sense. And they don't even see it. They're like, but if we're in charge, Obama had eight years. Eight years. What did he do for the black community? Biden has more. Absolutely zero. Zero for the black community in eight years. It's not government. It's people. We don't. No, people do not understand the power that you have as an American citizen. 
You need to utilize it. People are going to say that, oh, well, he expanded the welfare state. I mean, so yeah, negative, negative for black people. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, you have, uh, you know, people like Biden saying, oh, well, you know, we can't stand four years of Trump. What has he done? And it's like, we've seen the numbers. We've seen the numbers of how minorities under the Trump administration. Numbers are racist, Gabe. Numbers support white supremacy. You didn't know that? (laughs) Come on, man. You're better than that, right? As a Hispanic, aren't you all down for the cause, man? Are you Latinx, whatever the hell it is? Come on. Latinx. Got Latinx. What the hell is Latinx? Latinx. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know there there was there were people arguing in my comment section about Latinx, and I said you're allowing, and that's it was the it was the tweet that the tweet the tweet the tweet where I said did you say the tweet? Yes, the <laughs> sorry the tweet the media platform. Was, I'm copywriting it. Yeah, the tweet. Yeah, that's going to be a great platform. No, it was a tweet where I said, um, you know, I yeah, Hispanics are called whitewash for supporting uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, but yet these are the same people that support using the term Latinx. Like you can't make this stuff up, like because you're allowing people to take away your your, your cultural identity. Yeah, I get it. You know, people from Spain uh, came over and you know colonized and whatever. Which I'm for colonization, and I want to have a discussion on that. You're welcome to the history of the world. That's been the entire okay. world from Genghis Khan to every, you know all over the world. Pretty and much, nations have been conquering each other since probably humankind, and they're still doing it today. Right, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. So I'm like, yeah, well, you know, sure, you want to say that, you know, you have all these bricks of races, you make them Catholic, you teach them Spanish, and boom, you got a Hispanic or a Latino. Uh, but you still, we, we revolted from Spain, and we still kept those, you know, those values minus, you know, the oppressive uh, government uh, from Spain. Funny how it came back under the guise of socialism uh, in various Latin American countries. But, I mean, hey, we're allowing for people in the minority community, we're allowing for, for people to make decisions on the basis of uh, who we are because of that false idea of, white, of the white man's burden. Uh, the KKK uh, and the, the woke liberal, white liberal, is now telling you that they're better than you and they're going to make decisions on how you should approach that situation. It's the same tactic, uh, it's just with other hood, with purple hair and a lot more soy. So, People need to honestly wake up and understand what's in front of them. I'm tired of seeing, you know, people call people on my side whitewashed. I personally have gotten, you know, becoming immune to, to those types of criticism because I'm like, you're literally just a talking point for an ideology that's meant to, once it's done, once they're done with you, you're going to be on the same level, uh, same level as us, which will be... To, which will be where the government controls every aspect of your life, where we are just almost to the point of being enslaved. And you want to talk about equality, and you want to talk about what's fair. Uh, what's fair is understanding that people have to build everything around you. Obama was incorrect in saying that you didn't build that uh, back in, what, 2012, 2014? Whatever, whenever it was he said it. Uh, no, because we did. We as a country built this nation doesn't matter what color you are we came together and that's the idea and this is what it isn't taught in schools is civics is that we are americans doesn't matter who you are you come to this country you become a citizen you vote or even you know permanent residents uh you're an american you're, you're welcomed and it's upsetting that people are now saying or people have said that they can't support 
the 4th of July anymore. They can't support their barbecues and their American flag shirts. I'm like, first of all, you want to talk about materialism? That's materialism. Uh, secondly, you realize that big man doesn't represent the country. He only represents it for about four years. He doesn't represent its history, what it means. Trump is only here for, you know, four to eight years. And if you, well, because he, he got impeached, maybe 12 years. <laughs> so people need to understand that we make up this country. We make up the government. It is us who put these people in power. And it is also our fault that they're not God. So people need to understand, drop the nihilist attitude, drop the pitchforks, drop the torches, pick up a book, educate yourself, and take that knowledge, spread it around to other people, and take it to the voting box. But it's all you know, selective history. It really is. So they want it, you know, it's all, oh, Western civilization is a history of colonization and slavery. You know, black people weren't enslaved because they were black. They were, they were enslaved because slavery was the norm around the entire world. They were brought to America because they were available. And they were available because they were enslaved by other Africans. And things like, you know, what was it? Human sacrifice with the Aztecs and the Mayans. All these yeah. things, slavery. Native Americans had slaves before white people even got here. You know, yeah. this, this whole thing, oh, taking land by force. You know, that's it's so immoral. America's stolen land. What do you think the Native Americans did to other tribes? They murdered them and took their land. That is the I history of America. It's right. not Western civilization that caused all these well, things. It is the history well, of mankind. And the problem is that Western civilization has actually done more to decrease the evil of mankind, and they refuse to acknowledge it because it, it eliminates their entire argument for something like communism. Because if Western civilization created the republic that we have, which is the, we are the freest nation in the history of the world, mm -hmm. if Western civilization created that, then there is no, you cannot have an argument against it. People here are freer, more equal than any other place in the history of the world. And we're more diverse. No other nation in the history of the world has been this diverse and this free. Every other nation is essentially, except for Europe now, because it's a complete shit show, is homogeneous. Af most of Africa is filled with Africans. Japan is, is like 99% Japanese. China is mostly Chinese. India is mostly Indian. Indian. Sweden's mostly Swedish. Norway is like almost completely Norwegian. These places do not have what we have. And we have more freedom and more success than all of these places. And we have fought for freedom and fought against oppression and against genocide more than any other country in the history of the world. Mm. But it's selective history. It's, mm -hmm. oh, Washington had slaves. You do realize that Washington couldn't free his slaves but what he did was, when he died, he put it in his will that all of his slaves were to be freed upon his wife's death. Mm. But it's they don't want to put that. It's an, ac an anachronism. An anachronism is trying to take something from the past and make it applicable today. And when people do that, they ignore, they literally ignore the history. Everyone had slaves. Everybody conquered each other. Everybody was pretty barbaric back in the day, you know, no matter who it was. And unfortunately, it boils down to schools. And it boils down to the universities. I mean, was McCarthyism wrong? No, man, because that's what, no, I mean, that's really when it started. About 60, 70 years ago, they got into our schools and our universities, our colleges, our institutions of learning. And under the cloak of liberalism, and the Democrats adopted it, look where we are today. I mean, it's, right. it's scary. And there's a book I really, I've been talking about it for three years, man. If you really want to know why we're at where we are today, Get the book Disinformation. It is it'll blow it'll blow your mind. It'll talk it, Who's the author? 
Um, Ian, uh, the, um, I don't know, it's a Russian name and like another, uh, something, I don't know, just look up disinformation, uh, Russian, Russian spy book. It's uh, a former Hungarian die member, the like head of like the KGB of Hungary. And he defected. It was the highest level guy, ranking guy to ever defect. And you'll be amazed at what Russia was able to accomplish without firing one single shot, man. And it was all through, they used the, the media, they used uh, New York Times, they infiltrated them, they infiltrated our schools and our colleges, they, they even through like the arts, you know, they were able to get their point across through like, um, you know, manipulating uh, ballets and like weird, weird stuff, man. But over a period of time, it added up, it added up, it added up. Like a lot of people thought Pope Pius, I forget what number, was the Nazi Pope, was Hitler's Pope. Now, granted, the church did wash a lot of gold and all that kind of stuff. That's a fact. But at the same time, that pope was saving hundreds of thousands of Jews. And it was through the Russian disinformation that a lot of people, you know, oh, he's the Nazi pope. He supported the Nazis and all this kind of stuff. I mean, the guy danced the fine line, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't this homer that everyone was portraying him to be. He actually really did save hundreds of thousands of Jews. And he did a lot of stuff to try and, you know, counter what the Nazis were doing. But that book, man, I'm telling you, if you read it, you'll be like, oh, my God, this is literally exactly why where we are today. And Russia achieved it without firing one single shot. That's certainly interesting. And Evan, to your point about uh, when it comes to the the West, uh, you know, the, the American Western story of the you know, transcontinental railroad moving west of the manifest destiny, if you will, uh, People don't realize that Mexico took the land from Texas and California and New Mexico. They took a whole chunk of what we what we have now on the western side of, of the country. They conquered it first. Why don't they give their uh, you know what? Why didn't they give their uh, those their, their part of that country back to to the natives? Why doesn't anyone now advocate for Mexico to pay reparations uh, to natives? Well, because it's not America, and you're only allowed to hate this country just as like you know because it's the easiest thing to do. You know, we're, you're so oppressed that you can go on any platform, and if you're Madonna, you can threaten to blow up the White House, and you'll be okay. Uh, and get this, when it comes, when it comes to the uh, first expansion of the country, it was bought through the Louisiana Purchase. We bought it from the French, and then we fought a war with Mexico. Uh, the natives then also declared war uh, on us through their various different tribes, and they lost. Because I can almost guarantee you, if they won we wouldn't be here like in, in this capacity. It's a war. You declared war and it sucks of, of what happened. Uh, you know, objectively speaking, you declare war, you lose. You, you're no longer the victor. You don't have the claims of what happens. Uh, but I mean, that's the reality. You like the Sioux and the Cheyenne and the Comanche and all, all these different tribes didn't give back their land to each other after they lost just because you settled here and you weren't able to defend your home doesn't mean that you have a, a stake in it now. I mean, but we're still the only country that says, you know, these parts of reserved land, this reserved land is, is for you. Uh, you know, where you're sort of able to govern it yourselves. But if you want to look at, you know, the worst uh, group of people affected by government overreach, it is the Native American peoples in this country. They're given so many, you know, benefits and they're, they, they have some of the highest uh, illiteracy rates uh, substance abuse rates, it's it's horrible. But you're trying to train a whole generation of people, uh, in, in my generation, millennial generation, that everything that what this country was founded upon is evil. And yet, I'm still trying to figure out what other country 
killed itself so that it could rid itself of this type of evil. We are the only nation who fight a war to end slavery. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that, that they're going after Ulysses S. Grant, the man who defeated the Confederacy. Like, come on, let's be real here. What Their whole point is they want to erase the history so they can rewrite it to make America sound evil at its core. And, and that's just not the truth. It, it's really not. And it's, it's amazing the lengths they will go to and ignore histor- history. They will ignore facts for days. I could talk to someone for a week straight and just bring them facts, 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 and they'll just be like, well, you know, but that's not true because the government was oppressing people the whole time and your information is wrong. And this is, the, you know, it's just, it just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting fighting people on the left because they don't live in the real, I've said it a million times. I'm going to keep saying it probably every episode. They don't live in the real world. They live in this, this world where, you know, where people who are on welfare that have iPhones are oppressed and they're being put down by the government. I mean, come on, man. I, I didn't have an iPhone until I was, what, 25? And these people who are on welfare who don't work, walking around with brand new iPhones. They're walking around with brand new Jordans. They, know, they have you know, almost free housing. No one takes better care, as horrible as welfare system is, no one takes better care of their poor than America. They really don't. You can go, if you, if you have, what is it, Medicare? I always make these so Medicaid and Medicare. If you have the free health insurance from the government, you'll get your treatment. The, the hospitals will, you know, the, the, the insurance company will deny the claim from the hospital and the hospital ends up being the cost. But they can't deny you emergency care. You know, elective care is completely, is a whole nother story, but no one takes better care of their country and their, their people in their country than us. No, pe- poor people in this country live better than, you know, lower middle class people in half the world. And it's really disgusting that you have a whole generation of people who are so bored and so angry with their own lives and the fact that they're unremarkable and the fact that they're not famous and the fact that they don't have a cause to fight for, that they'll make one up. And that's really what it's come down to is because you're raised by this hippie generation that taught you to fight at all costs and social justice and all these things. There is no cause for social justice. There is no inequality. We do not have this. It's a lie. It's a lie that's pushed on people in order to divide us. What rights don't black people have? What rights don't women have? What rights don't gay people have? Tell me a real one, not one made up when you heard on CNN. What is one right? It doesn't exist. It's not, it's not true. It's a fantasy world that they live in because they're bored. Imagine being that's- in a country so amazing that you are so bored with your life that you can, all you can do is protest. It's a victim mentality. And that's a very dangerous... I mean, look, if something crazy happens in your life, have a little pity party. You know what I mean? Any, you know, lick your wounds for a little bit, you know, have, you know, feel bad for yourself and all this kind of stuff. But eventually you got to move on. And unfortunately, a lot of people, and the saddest thing is that we're enabling it, you know, as a nation. I mean, our, I don't remember which one of you guys said it, but, you know, our, our government, the people that we elect, we, there's nothing in the constitution holding them accountable. You know what I mean? Like if someone's going to come in and say, hey, this is what I'm going to get, you know, this is what I want and this is what I'm about and you guys don't deliver and you start, you know, going to the opposite end of what you promised us, they need to be held accountable. They absolutely need to be held accountable. And we're letting people abuse our freedoms, which then, you know, like the legal, why are illegals coming here in flocks? Because they get treated better than like, you know, like you just said, man, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, just, it's mind numbing that we're allowing people to abuse their freedoms. And at the same time, 
I hate to say, I mean, a lot of a lot of these, you know, Rhino. I don't even I don't even know if we have. I don't even know what Republicans are nowadays in in the House and the Senate and and uh, the House and, and the Senate. Man, I don't I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. And it's they need to start being held accountable because we're putting these people in and voting them in, and yet at the same time, they're not even delivering on what they should be doing. You know. I won't say by law, but almost it's, 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 it doesn't make any sense. We're letting people abuse our own freedoms and it, all it's doing is creating what you see today. Makes no sense. Dave, any last thoughts? I think we covered a lot here. Uh, mainly it's to understand your history, understand your civics. That's something that we've been talking about for a, a very long time, I'd say on this show. And the reason why we constantly go after uh, something like Black Lives Matter so much is because we're genuinely concerned of people being taken advantage of. Uh, we're genuinely concerned that that people are controlling others and leading them down a path from which they might not ever uh, come back from or plunge this country into a in a direction which we might not be able to come back from. And it's only until the, all of these you know, truly woke people see the consequences of their actions Will we finally understand that what we did was a mistake. And by that point, it might already be too late as it is, uh, as you know, they always say that hindsight is in fact 2020. And I mean, I guess we have to wait and see. Uh, it's sad that, you know, we even have to say that before you, you say that a couple of years ago, you're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, now these are turning to be what conspiracy facts. So just, be aware, and you know, above all else, you know, stay safe and educate people. Yeah. All right. So I think that's a great place to end today. Um, Ryan, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you could just tell the folks at home where they can find more from you online and more for Act for America. Absolutely. And here, real quick, this is the this is the book. Okay. Ian, Ian, Mika, Pep. Pika and Ronald J. Rylicek. I don't know. Disinformation Russian spy book, but it's, it's great. Um, but no, man, I mean, every, some paprika. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Smoked Hungarian paprika. Um, <laughs> no, nah, Act for America. I mean, I'm only on Instagram, um, Act Philadelphia. It's not about me. I, I really wouldn't say I don't care about me, but I care very much so about the main Act page, or excuse me, the main Act chapter. Um, they do more than... A lot of organizations out there. Brigitte is one of the pioneers that was involved with all of this. If it wasn't for her and all the, you know, she does a lot of talk, but she also backs it up by getting things done, by passing laws, and really fighting for our cause. If, if people aren't subscribed to uh, Act for America on the website, just go there. You can subscribe. You get email updates. You get a lot of things. I mean, I know everyone needs money. I get it. Um, you know, an organization that's probably one of the top, you know, most important ones nowadays, they're a nonprofit. If a thousand people donate a dollar, that goes a long, long way. They're, they're one of the pivotal, pivotal groups that people need to, uh, to definitely support. Um, another great group is the Clarion Project. Um, they're very good with, you know, a very good centrist view. They put out a lot of good information. Um, United West, they're another great cause, Tom Trento and Alan West. We all know about Turning Point. They're awesome as well. Um, and another one that a lot of people don't know about is um, it's Steve Emerson, and he does a very good job of getting um, of getting uh, where is it? Uh, Steve Emerson. I just I wrote it all down. I can't find it. Um, sorry, guys. Oh, here we go. Steve Emerson, investigative project of terrorism. Steve, it's uh, I I P T. 
he puts out a lot of interesting things. He updates uh, the you know uh, website with like court you know court battles and things about jihadists that I've never even heard of that I didn't even know were arrested or that you might have just heard a little bit of rumbling on and then it dies away. Um, but you know those are those are you know and then Prager and obviously you know Project Veritas and all that. But um, Act for America, it's it's one of the most powerful organizations out there. And um, you know unfortunately, a lot of people don't go out and do the protesting thing now because a lot of people don't want to. You know, get exposed by the SPLC. I don't even say exposed, but you know, be labeled and then have you know people like you said knocking on your door and calling your boss and you know having to deal with all that and you know the whole the whole violent thing. But with the the battle um, being fought on social media nowadays, it's even you know even more pivotal to 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 really really tune in because they're going to be focusing on social media and they're going to be doing a lot of things um, all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything like that. So it's uh, very very important to to have their back. A hundred percent. Gabe, why don't you tell everyone your 5,000 social media handles, you jerk. All right. So <laughs> if you're on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, baron.montalvo. Uh, yeah. And if you're on Twitter, it is baron underscore Montalvo. They won't let me put a dot on Twitter, so it'll stay like that. Uh, and on the Facebook uh, page uh, tab, type in Gabriel E. Montalvo. That is my uh, page. And if you support the Hispanic uh, conservative movement, please follow RNHA New York chapter or Republican National Hispanic Assembly New York chapter. Our page has close to 5,000, um, you know, people following it. So, you know, we'd love to uh, help that grow and also join us. And make sure you guys follow us at Get Red Pilled NY on Instagram, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Parlor at Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons. We are still somehow on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, but all of our videos are on Facebook. So if you have Facebook, don't bother going to YouTube. You probably won't be able to find us because we are, again, heavily shadow banned on there. And make sure to visit our website once again, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. We have some good stuff from Gabe up there. I wish there was more, Gabe. I wish there was more writing on there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's some up there. There's some, you know, things from Jeff Moore. If you guys have read Jeff Moore, he's highly entertaining. Uh, and our store is on there again. Remember, all that money goes into fighting leftism in New York, and then hopefully will lead to some real change in this state. Now, there's a lot of people running. You've heard them on this show, Liz Joy, Beth Barlato, uh, Dave Franklin, these people who are running. There are many, many more. And if you have, if you know of any of them, please send them our way. And, or, you know, send me their name at evan at empirestateconservnetwork.com, and I will reach out to them. But once again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. It you know, a lot of really, I think a lot of really good information for the people at home that a lot of people just don't know about. So I think Thanks, it's important man. that we get information like that out. It's, man, it's you guys, things that we do. You guys are doing great work. You're definitely doing God's work and just, you know, be safe, keep your head on the swivel and just, uh, you know, only time will tell what's going to happen guys. Yeah. So for that, don't, Oh wait, what was it again? Oh yeah. Wash your hands and don't let fear take your freedom. <laughs>